hey loves coming up on the next episode of the repurposing your soul podcast we'll be starting a three-part series called change your lens change your perception Hey loves, I'm back. <laughs> I am back. I am back. I had to take a uh, a short hiatus. I had to do some self-caring, had to take care of some stuff with the family. Life was lifing. And so I had to take a hiatus and then the Lord was like, hiatus is done. Let's get back to it. So here we are. Let's get back to it. So what we are about to kick off on, we are about to embark um, on a two, maybe three-part series called Change Your Lens, Change Your Perception. So let's dig into this. Back around, I say, the middle of October, God woke me up around, I say, 3.15 in the morning. I mean, he snapped me wide awake. And what I realized is, is when the Lord wakes me up like this, that means I need to pray. And I felt that urge to pray. So as I was praying, I heard the Lord say, change your lens, change your, uh, your perception. And I was just like, okay, my glasses are clean. I just got new lenses. Like, what is he talking about? Like, okay, God. (laughs) And since then he has confirmed that word through scripture a sermon and it could be even a random conversation with people i just kept hearing change your lens change your perception change your perception you know are you looking through the right lens and i felt like this was you know something deeper he was trying to get me to understand you know a type of puzzle you know i was i was trying to trying to solve so last week when i heard again change your lens change your perception constantly constantly in my ear I asked God, like, all right, how do I apply this to my life? Help me to understand what you're talking about and what I'm supposed to do. So he brought me back to a journal entry that I had written, oh, I say maybe a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. Um, And in that journal entry, uh, he had wrote down that the Lord had told me there is nothing wrong with me as a person. What's wrong with me is that my perception of myself is wrong. He told me I I see myself through the eyes of trauma. So I look at my life. I look at myself through the lens of trauma and not how God sees me. And so I was just like, okay, like that kind of makes sense. So Lord, Lord, how do you, how do you see me? Show me how you see me. So it started off through visions, dreams, other people. God had started showing me the picture after picture of just how he sees me. He let me just, let me just say, I understand the scripture, um, you know, about the perfect love of God and how God loves us perfectly. But my lens was so messed up in the way I viewed myself. I couldn't see myself the way God had saw me. And so I had started to understand now that my vision was distorted. I was blinding for seeing who I am. More importantly, I was blinded to the pain, agony, and trauma of others. So let me clarify. 
for many years, as long as I can remember, when others hurt me or I perceived I was being hurt, I judged them and I judged them harshly. Um, yeah, I was just really, really, you know, judge them harshly. In case in point, I've always been very hard on my parents, okay? Like very hard on both of my parents. My father has gone on to be with the Lord. My mother is still here, but I have been very, very hard on my parents. I felt they should have made better choices in their life. They should have behaved the way that I thought they should have behaved. I was looking at them through the lens of judgment, distrust, and arrogance. Yeah, arrogance. And so the Lord broke me down and I had the opportunity lately to learn more about my parents and their lives. You know, just take a, a deeper dive on, you know, the way that I looked at my parents and the way that I, you know, I perceived them. And I will admit, I'm appalled at myself for how harshly I judged my parents. And what I've come to realize is that my parents did the best that they could dealing with their own horrific traumas. You know, they had to figure out on their own how to heal, how to deal with their traumas with no help, no assistance, and no knowledge on how to cope. For too many years, I saw my parents as, you know, the pseudo villains in my trauma story that, oh, they didn't do this right. They didn't do this right. This led to this decision. This led to that. And now I'm all traumatized. And then I had to go into the military and, you know, and you guys didn't do this and yada, 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 yada. I was hard and harsh on my parents. And when I think about the traumas that they both went through, especially in the time period that they went through, like from the 1950s through like, you know, um, you know, the 70s on, on to now, especially back in the day, self-help wasn't talked about. Mental health was not talked about. And in our communities, we did not talk about problems. We did not talk about traumas. Okay. My grandfather, my mother's father, was brutally murdered, him and his mother. And my mother had to deal with that. She had to deal with the fallout from having her father, who was the apple of her eye, her, her, her the very one she loved, she was a daddy's girl, to have that ripped away from him. And then the traumas that my father went through from being in the service and the things he was exposed to, they had all this trauma that was never talked about, never dealt with. It was suck it up. We don't talk about it. Let's pretend it didn't happen. And I know from my experience, when you shove down trauma, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You ended up, you end up hurting more people. You ended up like losing yourself and you're traumatized. You can't handle anything in life. And I didn't allow myself to realize um, what they were going through. And that's why I'm so thankful God has took me on this journey because he changed the lens that I drew them from. And I realized that they were victims too. The realization made me look back over my life to all the people that have wronged me. You know, it made me think of how many of them have their own stories of trauma. 
you know, that were precursors to their actions, you know? And then better yet, how many people have I hurt with my actions due to my own trauma? And, you know, I finally understood that saying, hurt people hurt other people. And now I'm able to let go and forgive them while I ask, you know, for forgiveness. And with my parents, I realized that they did the best they could do. They did the best that they could do. And considering everything that they went through, my life was a really, really good life. I had a good, solid foundation. Were there things that happened? Yeah, because life isn't perfect. Life can be dangerous, true. But my parents did the best that they could. You know, my mom, she bent over backwards to help me. She did everything she could. And I always thought that my mom was just, you know, weak and timid. No, my mom was actually way stronger than I gave her credit for. And at that she was weak, she was shy. My mother is shy. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. It's like, okay, she's shy. She's wonderful. She's soft-spoken. My mom is a very elegant and classy woman. And then you have me that's all like, rah, you know, the ultimate tomboy. And I was so mad at my mother because she wasn't like me. I, she didn't behave like I thought she should. And the Lord showed me that was arrogance. That was me being very, very judgmental. Me being up on my high horse, looking at her through this lens of you're not, you know, you're not doing what I think you should. Just being very, very judgmental. And I actually had to repent to the Lord and tell the Lord, like, I'm sorry. I am so, so sorry that I viewed my parents like that. Like, I'm so sorry, you know, I was so hard on my father. Because, you know, my father wasn't around like growing up. And then the Lord reminds me how towards the end of my dad's life, how he had completely changed and he was doing his best to be a good father. He was there for my son when I had him. He was there when I got married to walk me down the aisle. Like my father did a whole complete 180 change and I never gave him credit for it. I was too busy looking at him from the lens of trauma, distrust, and disappointment. So now I'm able to forgive them and better yet, ask for forgiveness for the things that I have thought towards them, felt towards them, and forgiveness for the things that I have done, you know, to other people, you know, and I realize that forgiveness is key. Now I want to be clear about something, okay? This is my, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, my, um, what do they call it? You know, my uh, disclaimer. Okay, this is my disclaimer. All right, I'm not condoning violence or staying in a harmful situation or allowing people to abuse you, okay? You still have to have healthy boundaries, okay? Still have to have healthy boundaries. However, look at the person who is, you know, however you want to put it, abusing you, looking at you, however, Look at them and dig what's underneath the surface, or under the surface. What was it? What was it in that person's life that led them 
to trauma. I actually stopped to think about some of the past relationships in my life. And some of the, the gentlemen, you know, they, um, they weren't the best. They were abusive, you know? And I had to stop and think about them because I knew some of their life stories. And when I really stopped to think about the things they told me, you know, about how they grew up, how it shaped them, things start to make sense. Do I still have those healthy boundaries in place where I forgive them, but they don't have access to my life? Yes, yes I do. But I'm starting to be able to think now, there's more to this, what happened? And now I'm being to pray like, Lord, please help this person. Please help them heal from their trauma. Cause now I really have a great understanding of hurt people hurt other people and not just that they hurt other people they will continue to hurt other people until they get the care and the treatment and the change of god that they need the cycle is going to continue and sometimes we have to be that person that can step inside that cycle and say yes i was a victim you did this to me however i forgive you and then when I'm in my prayer closet, pray for that person's salvation, pray for that person's healing, pray that that person has a change of life situation. And I can honestly say, I have seen that in some people, in a particular person that has really, you know, I would say made my life extremely, extremely difficult for years. And when I had got back in, you know, found the Lord again, got back in church, got saved again, the Lord was really dealing with me about forgiveness with this person. And he said, forgive him because you're going to see what I'm going to do. So I started to forgive this person and it was hard. I would just work on forgiveness. I still kept that boundary. Okay. I kept the boundaries up because he still cannot have access to my life. But however, I can pray for this person. And years later, you know, this person came to me, he apologized. He told me he had, you know, uh, come to meeting with Jesus and he changed his life. And I'm actually seeing the fruits of that change. And that was a reminder from God. This was a situation where I allowed God to change my lens and give that person a chance for redemption. And now I can see him differently. Like a lot of times when we talk, I don't even remember, you know, the past traumas that had happened between us. So for example, one of the reasons I have been on hiatus, it was that someone wrecked my car during a hit and run. I mean, whew, I was literally, we were in service, at church in the middle of prayer okay middle of prayer service is going on the lord is moving things are happening right all of a sudden you know on my apple watch my ring doorbell app goes off and i see a sheriff's deputy through my doorbell and i'm like uh excuse me what's going on and he was like your vehicle was identified in a hit and run and I'm like wait a minute what are you talking about you know I'm at church and the sheriff's deputy you know was at my house and my church is way on the other side of Cincinnati in a little town called Cheviot 
And so and it's a good 40 minutes from my house. And so it's just like, okay. And so then I tell the officers where I'm at. He said, okay, stay right there. There are officers on scene and they will be right over. So we run, me and my husband and my whole family, we run out of the church and lo and behold, my car is tore up. I was parked on the street in a safe parking space and my car, whole back end was tore up. It was so bad that the guy, when he hit me, it snapped the tire off of his truck. Debris went flying up, hitting the windshield of a driver who was passing by. The guy slams his car into park and he takes off running on foot. He even left his passengers in the car. Okay, I'm hurt, I'm mad, I'm upset. And I was just like, just furious because you know, he, you hit my little Subaru, my Sub Sub. You know, I've only had the car for two years. I was upset. And so after a day or two of me sitting through it, just breathing through it, and hearing the Lord keep saying, change your lens, change your perception. And he said it to me again. I was like, okay, God, I don't understand why this happened other than it being an attack from the enemy because the devil was probably big mad that we were my whole family my husband's family was in church deliverance was happening prayer was happening and we were all having a phenomenal time in the lord okay so yeah the devil is mad so basically he had a hissy fit and he used this this guy to be his tool but I started to think deeper than that. What is happening in this guy's life right now where he drove possibly impaired, okay? License expired that he crashed into a vehicle and took off running, leaving everything behind. What is going on deep within him that made him think that is a good decision? Even if you were drunk, even if you were this, you left your vehicle. They have your address. They will find you. And that's what happened. But it's just like, Lord, I could really want him punished really bad. But instead, I want you to heal him. I want you to heal his mind. Let him have an experience with you. Get him the help that he needs because whatever is going on with him, it is not good. That is not something that a rational person does and that was huge for me like I'm really surprised that I was able that quickly like the next day or two come to that realization and be like okay this is what happened what it what's the deeper thing what's the deeper thingness and I think if I wouldn't have had that experience of really looking at my parents and their situations and how I reacted to them um it wouldn't be possible. So for this first segment of change your lens, change your perception, I encourage you to not look through the eyes of a lens of anger, pain, hurt, judgment. Instead, look at the person through a lens of mercy and grace. Because if you do that, it will change your perspective, your, um, perception to one of understanding and forgiveness and the love of God. 
So my loves, I'm so glad to be back from hiatus. I have missed you all. And we will pick this up next week for part two of Change Your Lens, Change Your Perception. This is Noni Wright with the Repurposing Your Soul podcast. I love y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Repurposing Your Soul podcast with new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen in on Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, iHeart Podcasts, CastBox, and Amazon Podcasts.